Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Dancing in the Rain with host Valerie Yosue. Come join the conversation as Valerie will share her story and lessons she has learned from experiencing traumatic events. Death, grief, losing many loved ones, including her husband, rape, and cancer diagnosis. Although the experiences are extremely traumatic, the transformation that occurred as a result of these events is beautiful. Valerie learned to use pain to fuel her power instead of feeling weaker. So please welcome the host of Dancing in the Rain, Valerie Yosue. Hi, welcome to Dancing in the Rain with Valerie. I'm your host, Valerie Yosue, and we are streaming live on the Bold Brave TV network. The point of my show, Dancing in the Rain, is to inspire and empower people by sharing my stories and helping other people share theirs. I have interviewed guests who have lost their spouses. I have interviewed several cancer thrivers, MS warriors, a guest who overcame addiction, a stroke survivor, and tonight I am interviewing an amazing friend and an amazing woman who suffered traumatic brain injury after an accident that happened in 2020. You would never know that she had been through anything traumatic because she has always put together from head to toe, her hair, makeup, shoes, clothes, accessories, always looking amazing. But the thing I love most about her is that she is fierce, fabulous, and kind all at the same time. She is a model. She is, I don't want to get this title wrong, so she is a professional model and program director of the Greater Philadelphia Performing Arts Enrichment Program. So let's bring in Bonnie Harmon. Hi, Valerie. So I just want to start by saying thank you so much for doing this last minute interview. I had another guest lined up and she had an emergency and wasn't able to do it. So I was scrambling and it was kind of funny because I'm thinking I have a couple options. I can either, you know, talk about one of my own experiences, which is fine, but I I didn't really have time to put anything together. Then I was having dinner with my kids and I looked at my 11 year old and I'm like, do you want to be on my show tonight? (laughs) Like I I didn't know what to do. And then I thought to myself, who do I know that has an awesome story who also would be completely, you know, 
not nervous, like totally brave enough to do a last minute interview. And I'm like, Bonnie, and I figured it can't hurt to message her. So I messaged you and you said you could do it. So thank you so much um, for the last minute notice. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, And the thing that I kept thinking was something I learned in the police academy uh, because I figured I have two options. I can either freak out and you know, that's not going to help me in any way. But I kept thinking, improvise, adapt and overcome, because that was the main lesson that they taught us in the police academy. So I figured no matter what happens, whether Bonnie does the show, or if I interview one of my kids, or I do it myself, it will be fine. I just have to push through. So now you're here. I'm so happy. Why don't you just start with introducing yourself, um, your history, you know, in the modeling industry? Yes. Um, wow. <laughs> That's a bad thing you have done is just to ask me about my history because I can talk. But, you know, you might have to guide me in that area. OK, but not to interrupt you. I forgot. I forgot to share the number. So this is the first time I'm doing this. We'll see how it works. The number to call in and ask Bonnie questions tonight is one eight six six four five one one four five one. So eight six six four five one one four five one so if you have any questions for bonnie as we're talking um i think i will be notified of the question and she will try to there you go she will try to answer it okay go ahead. okay awesome okay well actually um i started into um the modeling industry when i was around 24 years old um there was like one day i um uh, one of my sister-in-laws had had introduced me to someone who was like real heavy in the industry. And I went to the school in South Philadelphia. It, it was called Stephanie, Stephanie School of Modeling and Dance. Um, I went there and I didn't know that she was like really, really serious about the real world as far as the industry because she put me right to work as soon as I graduated. Um, and this was back, I would say like uh, 1986. And um, we did travel a lot. Um, sometimes we had two shows a day. Uh, sometimes we had luncheons. We had um, dinner engagements. And I mean, like all over the East Coast, we traveled. And, and how um, old was you? I was I was like um, 20, 24, 25 years old. Okay. Yes. So. Um, so yes, I had that experience and also I learned how to do backstage at that point as far as helping other models, as far as being dressers. But um, most of all, my wide experience was um, I always had a passion for it and people always loved my talent when I was on stage. Um, and then after um, I got into my early 30s, I've actually slowed down some because I started having children. Um, so that's basically what happened there in that area. I went into the mental health field, helping others, uh, children, uh, uh, people who were um, were having issues like uh, um, in alcohol, like drug and alcohol. I went to uh, Rowan University in Glassboro, New Jersey. I, I studied psychology and I just, just went on from there to a point um, by the time I moved over to Philadelphia, just to make a long story short, um, I had, um, I, I ended up developing, or I was the founder of a nonprofit organization. It's called Dot and Ray Inc., which actually um, pulls 
all areas together in helping children who were misplaced, um, foster children, um, I would say, and also as far as my talent and combination. And that was right in, in the midst of Philadelphia. I had actually started going to Temple University Pan-African Studies Community Education Program as an instructor. And that's when I had developed the Greatest Philadelphia Performing Arts Enrichment Program, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Um, so from then on, I just felt it was my passion to teach children who were who were community-based, coming into Temple is like a good thing to do, and putting on some shows every now and then so they have some kind of experience and also feel good about themselves. So, is that um, still running now? Um, actually, I have left uh, Temple University in 2012. I actually started with Temple University Pan-African Studies Community Education Program in a year of 2004, and I believe that was like probably like seven years. Um, I was in an auto accident then, you know, and um, so I had to stop because it was too much. So um, life went on, and here just recently in real time, I decided just to go back. So the performing arts organization, is that still, are you still involved in that, or was that for, with Temple? Um, I, it's, it's a, well, being I am the founder of the organization, it's pretty much carried, I carried it with me everywhere I go, where, everywhere I have went. Um, just like from the year, actually the year before the, the auto accident, before I had left uh, Temple Passep, um, I actually got on board with the Friends of the Avenue of the Arts on South Broad Street, and I had became their community outreach chair for 10 years from 2011 to 2021. And I do have awesome experience. I was like uh, the only person who had actually had, had the largest um, program as far as bringing in membership on the Avenue of the Arts in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, I remember when we met and you were involved in so many different things. Uh, we worked together at New York Fashion Week and touring Kyle shows and you were behind the scenes at uh, the fashion show in Brooklyn, which we'll show pictures of all of that later. But um, your passion for your passion for fashion and also just your energy and you know the way you carry yourself and you know you're running behind the scenes helping everything work was just always so inspirational mm -hmm. to me um i don't know how you do it um and then i also want to thank you because there were so many times we met up at the dance studio and you were helping me with my modeling and you were also helping another model and just for anybody who is watching or listening, who's not in the modeling industry, or even if you are, um, you know, just the walk is one thing and that's hard enough to get down. And then you're trying to teach me how to walk, go to the end of the runway and make it look good while I'm taking a coat off, putting it over my shoulder, putting it back on. And I'm like, this is really hard. And you made it look so easy, but it's really not. <laughs> We're <laughs> practicing over and over again, just taking a coat off and putting it back on. And I'm like, there's a lot to it. Um, yeah. And you can tell that you've had extensive training and you went to the school. How long was the school that you went to for the modeling? I have, 
I had went there for like 18 months, actually. Okay. I went there for 18 months and there was another school, which was in Oakland, New Jersey. It was called George Ann's Finishing School. And that was in um, Oakland. I have actually gotten a certification through the, New, through the New Jersey Board of Education for serving so many hours. So, um, so actually I went to two modeling schools. Um, I, I want to be a teacher. So um, especially, like I said, when I had um, gotten involved with children, some children with some behavioral problems, uh, for us working, uh, for us me working in a mental health field, I, I more so like combine that um, with my journey and me walking um, and, and hands on and helping them. Um, when, when they came to my classes, um, they were very excited. And there was times I had like a small group of students who were actually, I had so many students, um, like one time I had like 45 students that was enrolled in my class. And I had to get my old students, the students who already had experience to help me in class. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And also um, I actually had started, I had my first class when I first got the 501c3, it was actually at the Germantown YWCA in Germantown in Philadelphia. Um, That's a historic building. That building is closed now. They're trying to reopen that building. I love that you use something that, number one, you had, you know, certification and training and like extensive training. So you were good at it, but you also had a genuine passion for it and you wanted to share it with other people. And I totally can, you know, that resonates with me because I had extensive ballet training. And then even though I didn't dance for over 20 years, when I got back into it, all I wanted to do was teach ballet because I love it so much. And I had the background and training and I just wanted to share it with everybody. And it makes a big difference when you have a passion for what you're sharing with other people. They can feel it. Um, you know, there's a difference between just teaching something or having a passion and teaching in that way. There's, it's a huge difference. Yes, it is. It, it is a huge difference. Um, you have like many models who, who can just, just walk the walk and that's it. Um, to be honest, when I start coming back into the, um, the, the industry and that was like, um, right, right after I had the head injury, I had to do something. And I actually have ran across, uh, when was it? No, no, I'm sorry. It was right before the auto accident. It was back in 2019 because I had an auto accident. It was. Um, we're going to get to that. I'm going to wait because yeah. we're going to take a break at some point okay. soon. But so before we'll just finish out this segment talking about what, what happened in 2019. What were you doing? And, well, well, in 2019, um, I did do uh, a huge fashion show that which which was at the Bellevue um, and right on South Broad Street and that was called uh, Fashion's Art on the Ave and that was through the Avenue of the Arts Incorporated. The organization have runs actually runs South Broad Street from the south side of City Hall all the way down to Washington Avenue and um, I was um, like I said before I was the community outreach chair, and it was like part of my job to get together, to help get together meet and greets and get all kinds of different events together just to pull people into like like a membership drive. That was my job as far as being, as far as being um, the community outreach chair and also think of other type of um, 
uh, things to do for the community, for the arts community in Philadelphia. So um, this huge event at one time, I didn't want to hear it, but it was told to me, the fashion show that I have done um, at the Bellevue, they'd said it was actually better than Philly Fashion Week. This is what I'm hearing. Uh, that time I did get Julie Wilch to be the director of the event. Um, I asked her, she joined, she helped. Her husband was involved. And um, that's when um, Trudy Haynes, she was there. Um, we lost her last year. Um, there was a lot of people, I believe the capacity was like, maybe like 150, but um, we ended up like well over 200 people. We just couldn't stop and there was just coming, um, we couldn't even stop them. So you know, the, the fashion show was outstanding. Yeah, you're doing some big things. Um, mm -hmm. We get to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will continue with Bonnie's story. This is Dancing in the Rain with Valerie. We'll be right back after this. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy easysense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation author radio show host and coach john m hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective build confidence find clarity achieve goals john m hawkins new book Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them rediscover and assess their core values philosophies and competencies find settings that allow them to be the most productive and track their progress towards accomplishing goals listen to john hawkins my strategy saturdays 1 p.m eastern on the bbm global network and tune in radio Welcome back to Dancing in the Rain with Valerie. I'm with Bonnie Harmon, and we are streaming live on the Bold Brave TV network. Before the break, Bonnie was telling us all of the amazing things that she was doing in the modeling industry up until 2019. And um, you were going to talk about the accident that happened in 2020. I just wanted to read the two comments that we have so far. Natalie said, hey, girls, miss you both. We miss you too, Natalie. And Jack said the two of us should collaborate to set up a model training workshop sometime in the future, which is funny because I was actually thinking that um, already because we have the space at the studio and um, we could totally make that happen. But I want to get into the reason 
not the only reason, but one of the reasons you're so inspiring to me, and I wanted you to share your story with everybody, is because you're one of those people when, you know, when anybody is around you, like I said, you're put together, your hair, your makeup, your earrings, your shoes, everything is just perfectly put together. And you're very professional, you're very kind, but you're also fierce at the same time. And just by looking at you and even being around you, you would never be able to tell that you've been through anything traumatic. You know, if we're just being honest, sometimes you look at someone and you're just like, it looks like something bad happened. Do you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah. you can just tell. You are not one of those people. So I don't remember exactly when or how I found out um, what happened in 2020. But when I found out, when you told me, I was stunned because I never would have guessed that. So if you could share what happened in December of 2020. Okay, honestly, um, in December of doing that time, I was actually doing ride share, driving for Lyft. And, you know, I, I, I just got carried away with it. And, and it was during COVID, you know, and I, I was just taking advantage of the opportunity as far as making the money and everything. Um, so what happened to me is that um, I had picked up someone at 30, 30th Street Station and we was going out to Orland, PA, and, and this was on Lincoln Drive, our famous Lincoln Drive, of course. And there was someone, I mean, it was dark. It was like 5.30 in the morning. And there was somebody who were, I believe was trying to pass somebody. It was like hardly no cards out. And next thing you know is that um, I saw, um, I, I didn't get a chance even to see the headlights. I saw somebody else's windshield right in front of my face. And um, the air, the air, airbags were deployed. I was just sitting there. I did have someone in the car with me, and um, I just smelt metal. It was horrible. Um, so I, um, I was sitting there. I wanted to get out the car because you didn't know what was going to happen. I couldn't move. I didn't know whether I was cut in half or anything. I felt this real bad sting across my lower stomach, and you know, it, it was basically the seatbelts that had stopped me from going through that windshield. Mm -hmm. That's how bad it was. I was all black and blue, right? Where I had black and blue marks where the, where the um, seat belts were. And um, so I had to count, do a count. I said, I gotta get out this car. I gotta get out. And- It's amazing said, that you one. were conscious after that. Right, I, I was saying that uh, one, two, three, I said, move, move. So I got out of that car. And when I got out of the car, it was like, the, it was like, I was all the pieces. I was, had like a bad sting. It was terrible. I couldn't hardly even walk. So there was, honestly, there was off duty police officer that was there. And um, so she told me to get down the ground, to stay on the ground. And um, just to make a long story short, um, just because you she know, didn't that, want to Yeah, she, she didn't know about, um, whether I was going to pass out or anything like that. Um, me, I, I was laying down on the cold ground. Um, like I said, this was December in December. And I knew, I was thinking that my jacket is there and I have some, uh, I have some, um, those pillows. I have pillows in the car, travel pillows. <laughs> I had them for my riders. Um, and so I got up as being hard headed and rushed to the car 
to get my to get the um my jacket um a pillow or something i it was just a lot going on but um i laid down but i do remember like before then that um i oh yeah by, by the time i got my phone i did call the insurance company on my phone and i did ask the lady um well i she, she asked this me what was going on going to the hospital and everything yeah, this this is right after accident that when I had called the insurance company through my phone. I can't fathom being in a serious accident, going through the the physical experience that you just explained, yeah. and it, it was getting hard. Up, getting out it of was the car, walking, getting pillows, and calling the insurance company. Like I can't. That is crazy. Yeah, I, I had to as a rider. I had to cover myself. Um, so I I mean I was messed up. I was, but but when she said. Tell me what happened, what happened. At that point, I started crying. And before you know it, I, I passed out. And there was the, these guys, the, the fire company, the police officer, they caught, they, I fell in these bushes. Good thing I was standing right next to the bushes. And I just passed out. And they went to find my phone. They was yelling and said, like, keep, told the lady on the phone to keep talking, keep talking, keep talking. And she kept talking and talking until they actually found my phone to let her know that, you know, what happened, you know? Um, so um, from that point, it took a while for the ambulance to come. <laughs> oh my goodness. But they did take me to a, a nearby hospital eventually. And um, I wasn't diagnosed with anything at all. I guess they thought I was just a, a fender bender. That's the way they treat people <laughs> where they don't see any scratches or anything. But by the time I got home, make a long story short, um, I looked in the mirror and I saw the screws on my nose. I said, how did that happen? Like, what's so going on? Did give you a CAT scan or anything? Um, they they did do a, a CAT scan or X-ray or whatever, but um, they this hospital is like, they asked me all kinds of questions. I was just feeling oozy, you know, a feeling I never felt, felt before. Um, I went home, I even walked to the local store uh, maybe about two blocks from me because I didn't think nothing was wrong with me. I thought everything was okay. I found myself almost fell into a fixture by the time I got into the store because of my vestibular system was messed up. I was walking like I was drunk, um, all kinds of things. So they told me how to get in contact. Um, of course, they always tell you to get in contact with your primary physician. Um, so everything was over the, uh, over like online, I didn't even get an opportunity to see him in person or because COVID. COVID, yeah. So he said, it sounds like that I had traumatic brain injury. I'm like, what? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, so um, so I did get in contact with my lawyer and, you know, he sent me to a, a neurologist out in Eddystone because there was some kind of thing in Philadelphia that that um, a lot of these cases that these lawyers have and they promise to pay once they have settlement and everything. And a lot of them were not paying in the city of Philadelphia. You know, these these doctors at these like Thomas Jefferson or whatever, these specialists. So they had, um, so he had to send me out in another county and it was very hard to get out there. And I had to go to physical therapists. It's, it was just hard, but just to bring it up to speed a little bit, um, when, oh, I'm wondering what you were thinking when your primary doctor said it sounds like traumatic brain injury. Was that, were you like, this is crazy? I can't believe yeah. this. 
Yes. Um, I, I was thinking like, what are you talking about? There's nothing wrong with me. I'm fine. You know? Yeah. And, um, so when I, um, so with, with that being said, um, to bring it up to speed, um, there were so many things I was going to, like I said, I had to go to, uh, physical therapy. And what and, were you um, doing therapy? What were they I, helping you with? Well, they was actually giving massages and all that. And, um, I had to do certain tasks and everything just to keep me on board. Um, you know, just keep me going. And it was, you know, just, um, loosening up my muscular system because I, I was very tight, very tight all over. So I was just basically just jumping around like after, um, me going to go see the doctors. Then there was one time I was talking to a therapist and I almost like fell back to stand there talking to him. He said, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like, where you going like that? So they had to stop therapy. They had to stop. The one time not too long ago when you and I met up at the dance studio to um, practice and um, you seemed completely fine. And then you did not tell me until you got home, you asked me if you seemed off. And I said, no, you seemed completely fine. And you said you didn't feel well. You kind of thought, you know, something was gonna happen. And mm -hmm. I, I didn't tell at all, you seemed completely fine to me. Yeah, well, traumatic brain injury actually is, traumatic brain injury actually is a hidden handicap. Okay, no one can see it. Um, they describe it. They describe it to us like um, if someone had like a, uh, had an amputated leg or arm. That's the handicap. Well, that's right. what traumatic brain injury is. It is a handicap, and it's inside. You can't see it. So, um, you know, I that's one thing I fear. I didn't want no one to really see that hidden handicap, and that's the reason why I went to the extreme, tried to fix myself up, tried to get back into modeling and everything. So um, no one could tell something was wrong with me. Um, did I get snappy sometimes <laughs> in the public? No, but if somebody took me there, I'd probably start doing crazy stuff. But <laughs> I had to, um, I did get a, a card through the health department. And that's another thing I did also. I, did, I have done extensive research online and I did find that for those who does have um, head injury in the state of Pennsylvania, uh, the Pennsylvania's health department, they do have a program, it's called HIP, head injury program. And they do have a trust that they will award you $100,000 to get cognitive treatment. Um, and I found them on my own, I guess other uh, therapists thought that, oh, well your primary doctor had referred uh, this program to me, I said, no didn't happen. You know I did it by myself. I'm glad you brought that up because one of my main messages that I try to get across to people, I'm a huge advocate for specifically esophageal cancer, breast cancer, but overall, um, you know, besides the specific type of cancers that I advocate for, it's about advocating for your health and um, you know, you are in control and you can hire and fire your doctors. It's not, you know, you don't have to listen to them. If you don't like the job they're doing, then essentially mm -hmm. you can fire them or just find another doctor. You don't have to take what they say at face value. So I love that you're explaining that sometimes you really do have to go above and beyond and spend, it, it does take time 
it's takes a lot of energy and patience. You know, I'm sure you were on the phone or the computer searching for all these things. Um, but if you, you know, look what came out of it and it's just so important to explain, to advocate for your health and to go out there and search for what you need because nobody's going to do it for you. They're not going to do it. I mean, I, I just looked at it that nobody doesn't care. Nobody's not going to do it. I have to do it myself. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't mind sharing this other thing, too, I had I had experience with. There's a company out there, and I'm sharing this with everybody. So the company is called Awesome, a, a, um, A-L-L-S-U-P. It's called Awesome. If you're looking for, like, Social Security, like, Social Security Disability, it's, um, it's like an online company that's connected with Social Security. They will help you. Get, they will help you through the process and walk you through the process. Okay. And I have done that just by research. Thank you. So, for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. um, and it's to the point where they even told me, well, if you can get somebody to sign up, we'll give you a hundred dollars. I said, so you guys are actually telling me I can make some money. They said, Oh yeah, we could do that. I said, I said really? <laughs> so um, of course I have to report it if it's over $600, you know, per year. Know that um, that thing, but anyway, um, um, yeah, I've really struggled a lot to find all the information that I could get to take care of myself. Um, like like you said, as far as being your own advocate um, versus um, anyone really putting a care on the table and um, and doing it for you. You have to rely on yourself to me. Such That's what I had to Message that everybody really needs to understand. We have to take a quick commercial and we'll be right back with Bonnie after this. Did you know that your beliefs create your entire reality, but it's the subconscious beliefs that do most of the creating? Belief Shifter and Life Coach Shiraz can help you identify those limiting beliefs and eliminate them often in a single session like it was almost instant like i had relief right away creating better health relationships careers and finances let shiraz help you step out of safety and into awareness definitely something's happening uh like a, a flow inside yeah it feels good whether in person or online shiraz provides personal coaching belief shifting visit shiraz at energeticmagic.com or call 416-529-7429. Energetic Magic on the BBM Global Network, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Find your greater happiness. Be well. Be aware. Be magical. Are you struggling to care for elderly parents or a spouse? Do you wonder if being a caregiver is making you sick? Are you worried about taking time off work to care for elderly parents and balance work, life, and caregiving? Has caregiving become exhausting and emotionally draining? Are you an aging adult who wants to remain independent, but you're not sure how? I'm Pamela D. Wilson. Join me for the Caring Generation radio show for caregivers and aging adults, Wednesday evenings, 6 Pacific, 7 Mountain, 8 Central, and 9 Eastern, where I answer these questions and share tips for managing stress, family relationships, health, well-being, and more. 
Podcasts and transcripts of The Caring Generation are on my website, PamelaDWilson.com, plus my caregiving library, online caregiver support programs, and programs for corporations interested in supporting working caregivers. Help, Hope, and Support for Caregivers is here on The Caring Generation and PamelaDWilson.com. Welcome back to Dancing in the Rain with Valerie. I'm your host, Valerie Yosue. We are streaming live on the Bold Brave TV network, and we're here with Bonnie Harmon. Before the break, she was talking about a really horrible car accident that happened in December of 2020, which left her with a traumatic brain injury. And we talked about physical therapy and you advocating for yourself and finding an organization that helped you and i appreciate you sharing that with everybody else as well um i want to talk about the fact that you did not just it's so it's so easy we have two options when traumatic things happen and trauma comes in all different shapes and forms we could you know experience a loss that's traumatic you could have a serious health condition um you know, there, it goes on and on. There's so many different forms of trauma that we all experience in our lives. And, you know, this one in particular is a very, um, can be a very debilitating physical situation. So in your situation, you could have thought of yourself as a victim and just give up and just say, this is it. I have a traumatic brain injury. My modeling days are over. You know, it's over for me. But you didn't. You picked yourself up. You didn't allow yourself to have a victim mindset. And even if you did at some point, which would be total, uh, totally understandable, you put through that to become, you know, who you are today. And as I said, that's why you are so inspiring to me, because even before I knew about the injury. I was just like, wow, look at her. Look at all the things. You just make it happen. You make things happen. Um, you know, you're on top of things. When you're involved, you're a hundred percent all in. And then when I found out about the accident and the brain injury, I was even more impressed because I was just like, how? You know, that's just so amazing. So can you just talk us through, you know, you had an accident, you're in physical therapy, what your mindset was when it first happened and then when you decided to pick yourself up, get back into the modeling industry? Wow. Good question. Okay. The program that I was put into was, was a cognitive program. Um, it's actually at Moss Rehab. I will vouch for that program. It was a wonderful program. They do have a, a brain injury program that is in Philadelphia and they will actually put you back online. They will put you back on track. Um, I would say like from making schedules, scheduling appointments, your day, like it's just like if you have a calendar book with you, that's the master plan right there. And that's anybody and everybody. And they did um, tell me that for as anybody across the board, and this is for everybody, sometimes people put too much on their brain, even though if they do not have traumatic brain injury that you have to use something to write it down from memory or or your schedule, your daily schedules and everything. So this is something that I used to do in the past, even before the brain injury. But of course, you know, I slacked off of it. But now it's like any kind of goals that, that I had set in my life, anything I dreamt up, 
anything that I, any kind of uh, passion that I had, they asked me, what is your goal? What is your goal? What do you want to do? And I told them that I want to be uh, an arts consultant. I want to um, have my business to get stronger so I could be independent. And when I and this arts consultant thing, I mean, my goodness, they, I mean, I I knew um, as being an artist to get in contact with PVLA. That's the Philadelphia Volunteers Lawyers of, um, for the Arts. They do have free services for artists, and they did connect me with a lawyer who had actually had helped me put together a contract as a consultant, and I did actually get a client, and actually. Um, like my, um, what's his name? Um, the photographer up in New York, um, Nelson. Nelson. Yes. And I had, um, actually had a customer for him and, um, we had went through that transaction and I ended up going up to New York with my client. So, um, that's one piece right there. And also I want to get back into the studio as you know, I mean, very seriously, and I know the director of the program said, well, you need to get into vestibular therapy if you're a dancer. I said, vestibular, what is that? So I had, of course, I had to do my search, found out about it. Indeed, uh, when I finally got into vestibular therapy, um, they said, oh, wow, we, I read down in the, in the charts that you are a dancer, you're a model, but you're going to like handle this just great. So they had me twirling around Moss Rehab like doing all this weird stuff. Yes, ballet right there. I had to do it right before the staff. Like, okay, do a poise, do a stance, do all we this just, other stuff. We have a caller from Philadelphia. So I don't know how this works, but <laughs> I don't know. If... Do they, like, do we hear their voice? Do they ask the question or? Okay. So we're ready for the question. Is the person there that has the question from Philadelphia? I don't hear anything. Well, let's continue. I don't, they said they unmuted them. I don't hear them. If, if they start talking, we'll stop talking, but I love that they had you dancing around the rehab center. And I yeah. really appreciate doctors, um, physical therapists, anybody who pushes you to your limits, sees what you your goals are and helps you get there and not babying you or just sticking to a certain protocol because that's what they have to do with everybody else. You know, you have very specific different goals than somebody else. So I, I love yeah. that your team did that for you. That's amazing. Yes. I was really shocked. I never heard that they would even do anything. I said, oh no, they would say you're more advanced than a lot of people with, with, with vestibular problems because that is exactly what we would tell you to do. And I even had showed the therapist something I used to teach in modeling school as far as balance, like heel toe and, and standing on your toes and st stretching your calf so you could build up your muscle and everything and keep your balance. And he would say like, wow, I never heard of that. And I said, well, that's what I should teach my students. That's kind um, of funny because I'm in physical therapy now for my ACL 
And, you know, they're asking me what my goals are. And I'm like, I need to go back and point shoes. And they don't even, you know, some of them don't know what point shoes are. So I'm pulling up pictures on my phone and I'm like, I need to do that again. I need to be up on my toes again. Um, so they know what my goals are and they're helping me get there. Um, but I just love that story that they have you dancing around the rehab. I love that. Yes. So, I mean, it would be crazy if you didn't have times where, you were, I'm sure, depressed and traumatized, but how hard was it? How long did it take for you to, I don't know, pull yourself out of, you know, that place because you did suffer a very traumatic brain injury and just a very traumatic situation, just the accident itself, you know, not even considering the brain, um, you know, the, the brain injury, just the, the accident itself is very traumatic. So, how did you process all of that and just say, you know, that's it. Like I'm going back to doing what I love. Okay. Here I go again. I don't know if anybody ever heard of Rec Philly It's resources for, for every creator. And I am a member there. So I do go into their studios. I go in there and I just record myself and I just model, 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 uh, dance or whatever, model and dance. And I, post them on Facebook and my friends would say, wow, that is so beautiful. That's beautiful. And a lot of times I'll be see, I'll be looking at my recordings like all day. I said, look at me. Oh my goodness. Did I do that? So um, that's what pretty much inspired me to keep going because everybody else was talking about me. I thought I was like a nutcase by posting stuff up on, on Facebook um, just because I want to model and dance and somebody might say, well, what is she doing posting that on Facebook? Like who does she think she is? Like that, I, I didn't get that response at all. And I totally understand that, but I'm really happy you brought that up because mm -hmm. I started modeling when I was 40 um, I have four kids. Uh, I'm a widow. I just finished radiation for my breast cancer treatment. I had a, the double mastectomy and then I had radiation. And right after radiation, I got COVID. And then as I was, you know, just finished recovering from COVID, I had my first photo shoot. And all of those thoughts were also in my mind. I'm thinking, who do I think I am? Like, I'm 40 years old. I'm a mom. I'm a breast cancer survivor. I still had like a slight radiation burn on my chest. I just, I was kind of like fragile from not really eating much for, you know, when I had COVID for two weeks. And I'm like, what am I actually doing? Like, are people going to think I'm crazy? But because I've been through so many other things in my life, I just pushed all of that, all of those negative thoughts to the side. I exactly. stopped myself and I thought, but this is what I want to do. So I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. I don't care if everybody on social media thinks I'm crazy. I don't care if they talk crap about me behind my back. I don't care about any of that. I want to do it. So I'm doing it. And I'm so happy that I did because I, even my first photo shoot, I loved the pictures. I loved making art. I loved connecting with other models and photographers. I love being able to express myself creatively. And then I've been modeling nonstop since then. And I'm still in that. I, you know, I, I love the saying that other people's opinions of us are none of our business because that's right. really, mm -hmm. I, I always keep that in mind because there will always be people that say negative things about us behind our backs. And it doesn't, matter. it doesn't matter. It, me it doesn't mean anything at all. So I'm so glad that 
you also were able to push all of those thoughts to the side and just go for it again. Exactly, Valerie. And that's, and that's what we have to do. Um, I've, I mean, that's a natural high. It's just a natural high. And um, yeah. And um, it's, I, there's even times I even uh, avoided conflict. I said, oh, here I go back to the studio again. You know, and I turn the music on and said, like, just block it, everything. I don't want to hear it. Bye, see ya. Problems, whatever you are, I go right back into the studio and, and, and just do my thing. Yeah, it's therapeutic. Mm -hmm. We have Very to take another break, and we'll be right back after this. Author, radio show host, and coach, John M. Hawkins reveals strategies to help gain perspective, build confidence, find clarity, achieve goals. John M. Hawkins' new book, Coached to Greatness, unlock your full potential with limitless growth. Published by iUniverse, Hawkins reveals strategies to help readers accomplish more. He believes the book can coach them to greatness. Hawkins says that the best athletes get to the top of their sport with the help of coaches, mentors, and others. He shares guidance that helps readers reflect on what motivates them, rediscover and assess their core values, philosophies, and competencies, find settings that allow them to be the most productive, and track their progress towards accomplishing goals. Listen to John Hawkins' My Strategy, Saturdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, on the BBM Global Network and TuneIn Radio. What if there were a super tiny device that could diagnose the brain and is smaller than a single human hair? What if you could see inside the brain to help an epilepsy patient during surgery or to help the fight against Parkinson's disease? Dr. Patricia Broderick is proud to announce the Broderick Probe, a biomedical and electronic breakthrough. Imagine a probe to help with the understanding and potential cure of brain-related diseases. To learn more, listen live to the Easy Sense Radio Show with host Dr. Broderick, Wednesdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, on the Bold Brave Media Network and TuneIn Radio. And to help support the Broderick Foundation, please go to Easy sense.com and learn how with your help we can fight these horrific brain disorders that's easysense.com to learn more and help support the broderick foundation welcome back to dancing in the rain with valerie tonight we're here with bonnie Harmon. we covered so many amazing topics um, advocating for your health putting in the work no matter how hard that can be sometimes, um, you know, you're in charge of your life and your health and your future and you're in charge of, you know, if you're going to follow your goals or not. Um, we talked about never giving up, not having a victim mindset. We covered a lot of different things. And I love what we just talked about before the break. That was probably my favorite part of this whole interview is just because, um, you know, it, your age doesn't matter. Um, it, it doesn't really nothing matters other than your drive and your passion for whatever it is you want to do. And it's your sole responsibility to make it happen. It doesn't matter, you know, in my case that my husband died and I had breast cancer and had all these things happen. Like I still have to push through and follow my goals. 
It doesn't matter. I'm not saying your accident doesn't matter, but you suffered a traumatic brain injury and you're like, guess what? I still want to do this and that. I'm going to make it happen. And that's the whole point of my show that I really want everybody to understand is that you just have to make it happen. You have to find that spark, no matter how little it might be when you're in a dark place and you just have to like hold on to it and then let it build over time. But the most important part is just to never give up. Um, before we show the pictures, if you want to share your Facebook, so if anybody wants to reach out, reach out to you with any questions. Sure, absolutely. Um, I, I'm, you can, I'm actually, my birth name is Bonita Harmon, B-O-N-I-T-A Harmon, that's my last name. And I'm in Philadelphia, so um, you should be able to find me. you see this face. Okay, that's me. Okay, yes, you can reach out to me through Facebook, Bonita Harmon. And my Facebook is Valerie Yosue. You see my name at the bottom of the screen. It's an I, not an L. A lot of people think the first letter of my last name is an L. It's an I, pronounced Yosue. My email is ValerieDancingInTheRain at gmail.com. My Instagram is Valerie underscore Valerina 429. So if you would like to, if you have any questions for myself or for Bonnie, or if you're interested in being on the show and sharing your inspiring story, please reach out to me. Um, I have a couple pictures to pull up, a few that you sent me and a few that I sent over to them. What is this from? This is from when I was on the Avenue of the Arts. Um, that was actually at the Bellevue and I was working. <laughs> So uh, I just happened to get a snapshot. Okay, let's go to the next mm -hmm. one. Okay, and this is Jackie Frazier lied. Um, I was actually at her uh, an event down on down in South Philly at at a location where she had honored the statue of her father, and I knew Jackie uh, for quite a few years now. Um, she had helped me do some things on the side and we met up to help some of the community together. Um, actually, actually, those who don't know Jackie, she's Joe, of course she's Joe Fraser's daughter. And this, fix, this photo here actually is my graduation picture from, from Stephanie's School of Modeling and Dance. That was back in the 80s. Love that picture. Thank you. Now here's the ones I sent over. <laughs> yeah. um, that's us getting our modeling on at the dance studio. I was wearing yeah. a tutu and you, what were you wearing? That was, did Natalie make that? Yes, Natalie made that, that jacket. Yes. Gorgeous. Thank you. Us again. Um, so we were at the dance studio and we were practice, well, Bonnie was showing me her skills and I was trying to improve my modeling walk. That's what was actually happening. Oh, I love that picture. That was, um, the, I know that was the first time I met Kat, but mm -hmm. I love her because it's all of us together. And yes. I can't get into it because we don't have enough time, but it was one of those situations okay. The universe stepped in because I um, modeled for a designer and I met Nelson at her house. And then a few weeks later, Nelson asked me to model 
at a uh, fundraising, you know, runway show. That's where I met Natalie. And then through Natalie, I met you and Kat. So it was just all meant to be. Yes. <laughs> this was at, I think, one of the casting calls for one of Kyle's shows. And again, you know, you showed everybody your runway walk and everybody was so impressed. And you can tell that you have that professional training background in modeling. It's not your average modeling walk. That was at a fashion show in Brooklyn. Uh, that's Kyle, Bonnie in the middle. And uh, oh, that was, I love that dress. Natalie, Natalie's collection, so gorgeous. <laughs> Natalie left another comment. She said, whatever you do, do it for yourself first, not for other people. She said that we are very strong ladies and Natalie is very strong too. And yes, I, she you, know, you know, that comment, even though we hear it all the time, it's really important to understand what that actually means. You know, we, we have, especially as women, we play so many roles, you know, we're, wives and we're mothers and we do all these different things, but self-care and also not giving up on your goals and your passions ever, no matter what happens is really important. Like we do have to put ourselves first. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Right. Self-care and putting yourself first is very important, but also and if you get a team of people who can relate, that helps. Exactly. That's why I love having a platform where other people can share their stories because number one, they know they're not alone. Okay. We're all, yes. everybody in the world, literally everybody experiences trauma at some point in their lives, some experience more than others. And like I said earlier, it comes in so many different, you know, situations. It could be a physical illness. It could be a divorce. It could be a death, but we all experience trauma. So we have to share our stories to lighten the burden on ourselves. It, it's healing for us, but it's also healing for other people to hear our stories. That's so right. I just want to thank you so much for not only sharing your story of resilience, but also all of the resources that you, you know, dug up on your own and spent a lot of time finding and sharing that to other people. And for the last minute, I actually sent over a video of us. It's mainly you practicing your walk at the dance studio. So I want to end this episode with your walk. I love you, Bonnie. Thank you so much. Love you too, Valerie. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. This has been Dancing in the Rain with host Valerie Yosway. Tune in each week and feel stronger and more resilient over time. By sharing what Valerie has overcome and with her guests sharing their stories of perseverance and growth, she will help you process past drama and present situations in a new light. Right here, Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern on the Bold Brave TV Network.